0: This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Father, as we look into your word of life today, Jehovah, please speak to us. You are the word of life. Jehovah, Speak into our lives today. Open our eyes that we may see Jesus in the name of Jesus. Those men came in John chapter 12 and they didn't care about anything else. They didn't care about the miracles. They didn't care about the uh, Lazarus that has just been raised from the dead. They said all we want is that we may see Jesus. Holy Spirit reveal Christ to us today. Uh, Let us know the impact and the import of what has been done in our lives in the name of Jesus at the end of it all let all the glory and honor be yours forever and ever in Jesus name amen, amen. praise the Lord trust me uh, I, I had a sermon that was I uh, really excited to preach today uh, I titled it trust and obey but as the day went by yesterday the Lord kept very strongly impressing on my heart to go in a different direction. And uh, I would rather obey God uh, than follow a sermon plan. (laughs) Amen. So today, instead of talking about trust and obey, we're going to talk about something else. And that is why, unfortunately, you don't have it in in the app, you know, because I didn't have enough time to put everything together and put in the app. But after service today, I will post it on the app. The Bible says something very interesting in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 8. And that is also the motto for uh, the Redeemed Christian Church of God worldwide. That's our scripture. Hebrews 13 and the eighth verse. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, period. That's important. You know, it's, it's a very short scripture. You can memorize it very easily, but it's a very powerful scripture. It's saying that Jesus, who he was yesterday, everything you read in the scripture concerning Jesus, what he did, the things he said, and every promise he made, he, made, he said, as he was then, so he is now. Amen? That is why the work he did, the finished work on Calvary, did not stop at Calvary, is still applicable to you and I even today. Friends, as the year is coming to an end, uh, especially during the holiday seasons, one of the things that have been observed over time is that a lot of people enter into a state of depression. Because during the holiday season, as there's you have all these festive festivities going on people celebrating people hanging out people it brings the memory of a loss to people's heart front and center in their heart and not only that as the year's coming to an end a lot of us begin to think about the plans that we had for the year the things that didn't quite work out the anticipations you had that were not delivered on. And that makes some people sad, if not depressed. But can I tell you something today? God has been good. Oh, you didn't hear me. Through it all, God has been good. God has been good. You know, a lot of times, there was a sermon I preached a while back that I called, thank God for unanswered prayers. I don't know if it has ever happened to you before. There was something you were really waiting on the Lord to do. You wanted him to do it so much, but the Lord did not do it. But at the end of the day, later on, when he finally brought it about, you will say, wow, thank God it didn't happen at that other time. Because if it had happened at that time that I wanted it to happen, it would have been taken away by now. So God delays it for the Absolutely right time for you and I. Can I tell you something today? If you have never had this before or you don't know this ever before, I want you to note it today. That God is an on-time God. On time. He's never late and he's never too soon. Whenever he comes through for you, it is the absolute best right time for it to happen for you. If it is God. If it is God. I praise the Lord. It is good to wait upon the Lord is what the scripture says. When you look at that text, it says Jesus, the same yesterday, the same today, the same forever. If he healed before, he can heal again. Isn't that the word that came to us today? If he prospered before, he can prosper again. The Bible says they came to Jesus, they were seeking to receive the tax from them. You know what he did? He told them, he said, go over there, pick that fish, the coin in the mouth of the fish, use that to pay for the tax. It's still in the miracle working business. And he will do it for you. He will do it for me. In the name of Jesus. You know, something I want us to understand is this year, it's been a difficult year. It's been a very, very challenging year. Very difficult and challenging year. But if you look at your life and all the Lord has done, God has been faithful in your life. He's been faithful. He's been faithful in my life. He's been faithful in the church. God has carried us on the eagle's wings and has weathered the storm for us. Whether you know it or not. You know, I say this often, by now you should be used to it. The only thing that gives me a reason to complain about anything is because I'm alive. The dead cannot complain. The reason I have the audacity to say, ah, oh, God didn't do it. I'm mad at God. Why is my own case different? Why is the God not coming through for me quickly? The only reason I have the mouth and the right to say those things is because I'm alive. So if for nothing else, I should thank God for life. And you know, God has a plan for all of our lives. I don't know where I had this. Somebody was making the analogy. Oh, yeah, it was uh, at an event. Somebody was making an analogy about life. He said, life is like a soccer game. In a soccer game, you have 90 minutes. The first half, 45 minutes. Second half, 45 minutes. uh, So one and a half hours. He said during the soccer game, some people are pulled out because of injury, right? They have a hard tackle. Then they get injured, they pull them out. Some, maybe the next game, they come back to the next game. Some may never return to the game. You say the person said he likened it to, so that person, because some people, because of injury, they could never play soccer again. It's over. But they played while how long it lasted. They shined while it lasted, but they took them out. So God, before the end of the 90 minutes, could take us out. And this is prerogative. He knows what is best for you. He knows what is best for me. So I was speaking somewhere, and I said to them, I said, when it's time for you to go, just go already. So everybody laughed. <laughs> as if, <you> he <laughs> said... You say, it like, it's my decision to die. <laughs> I say it's not your decision to die. But when it's your time to go stop begging, ah, give me extra time, give me this. you know. My, my, my father-in-law, my dad, uh, he had extra time. He was 98 years old. You know, sometimes the game runs the full length and there's no winner, yes? So the, the, or the referee, you know, because of injury stoppage, and things will add time to the clock. They could add five minutes, they could add seven minutes, whatever, however long. They add more time to the clock and that gives us extra time in the game. So whenever, whatever God has chosen for us, I want you to know it is okay. Whatever choice God has for me is better than any choice I can ever have for myself. Can somebody say a good amen to that? You know, some people, the way they talk, It's almost as though their prayer can uh, make them better than God. Whatever choices God has made for us is the best choice for us. So the message I have for you today, I started talking about this on Friday night, is God has been good. God has been good. I, I thought about the year, I reflected on the year. And and, and I'm not going to uh, rain on uh, co-pastor's parade. Uh, She's going to share her testimony later, you know. But there's so many things. In spite of everything, there's a lot of things that has worked out well for us. A lot. You know, as a pastor, you get to hear different stories, right? I know someone during this pandemic, during this pandemic, defended her thesis for her DNP. Doctor of nurse practitioner, got that DMP, doctor in front of the name. There was somebody else got a second nurse practitioner degree during the pandemic. So God, by the things he does, we know he, he is good. You know, there's something the scripture says. God said, I will never leave you, Hebrews. He said, I will never leave you. And I will never forsake you. Let me put that in perspective for you. So in spite of what I am going through, the understanding there is even though things are not working, even though there is a storm, even though everything looks like it's not going to work, it's going to capsize the boat, the this, Jesus is in it with you. Jesus is right there with you. And if Jesus is there, if Jesus has my back, it really doesn't matter what my environment is like. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the midst of it, I got diagnosed with the COVID myself. Friends, may you never experience it. He was back. He was back. I see somebody nodding because I know that person too had it. Oh, He was back. It was bad. And in my own case, he progressed to pneumonia. Uh, Doctor is here. Progressed to pneumonia. It was bad. But guess what? I sit back. I sit now and I sit back. I look back. And I say, Lord, there is no other God like you. There is no God like our God. Listen to me. Listen to me. I told him. I told him. No single therapeutic, even though they had everything, The night they were admitting me, they said, oh, okay, we will endorse you for uh, remdesivir. We will endorse you for uh, uh, convalescent plasma. And then by the following day, they said, no, we're not. I said, can you tell me the reason why? They said, because your body is uh, fighting. I said, my body is fighting. I'm dying. They said, my body is... But for God. I said, but for God. I'm telling you my own story. You know, somebody said, oh, Pastor, you know, I, I was preaching somewhere, uh, in, well, remotely in Tucson, and I, after I was I told them, I said, ask me questions. Somebody said, Pastor, it's interesting that you share the story about you having COVID. He said, doesn't it make you feel vulnerable? I said, is my life my own? My life is not my own. If the Lord allowed it to happen, And then he healed me on top of it. Don't you think he allowed it for his glory? He allowed it so that I can share in the goodness and in the testimony of what he has done. In John chapter 9, John chapter 9, the man that was born blind, the, the disciples were having a theological debate about his life. You know, that's what some people do. You know, I pray you don't meet those kind of Christians. You have real problem, they are are looking at the theology of the analysis of the diagnosis of your problem. When it comes to those uh, situations, you don't need diagnosis, you need solution. Okay, whatever you say, you you have encephalomyelopathy of the, I have had, what's the solution? (laughs) They were having a debate. So who sinned? Was it the parents? Was it him? Who sinned? He was born blind. How could he have sinned? Amen? He couldn't have sinned and his sin caused him to be born blind. But Jesus said something to them. He said, this has happened so that the glory might be to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, what has happened to him is for the glory of God so that God can be glorified. Friends, as we Think about stuff what causes us to feel down and feel depressed. It's very simple. It's because we are focused on what we want that we don't have. And because we are focused on what we want that we don't have, we forget what we wanted and he has given unto us. What he has delivered on, we totally forget. Why? Because the other thing we want we don't have it yet. I, you know, <laughs> the lesson I've learned is imagine when I was ill. I was, I was very sick, man. I was sick like a dog. That's the way I've been saying it. Very sick. I was in my room. Do you know the only thing on my mind is getting better? I didn't care about the job. I didn't care about the bills. I didn't care about nothing. I just wanted to recover. I wanted to be well. You know, as soon as you are well, I, I I was praying for the church in my heart, but (laughs) I'm struggling for my life. But as soon as I got better, so uh, what's happening there? And we move on to the next thing. Friends, God has been good. In your life, God has been good. In my life, God has been good. For the first time in my living in America, I saw people miles queuing at food banks. For food i'm pretty sure your car was not amongst those cars god has met your need in spite of the pandemic in spite of the pandemic listen to this god has kept kept you in good health pastor Eboku shared a story with me in the middle of the pandemic when the thing, things were really very really, very very bad he said to me He actually sent me the story. A lady in Nigeria, in fact, her COVID protocols beat CDC. If I say 10 times, would I I be conservative? I'll be on point. Her COVID protocol beat CDC protocol like 10 times. She on top of every layer of protection, she had protection upon protection. Why? Because there were 10 of them in her family, yes? 12 of them in her family. 12 of them. Well, will it surprise you that all 12 of them got COVID? What I'm saying to you is you should protect yourself, but don't rely on the power of your own protection. Because you cannot save yourself. You cannot keep yourself. You cannot preserve your own life. Amen. But God is faithful. Ask my wife. I don't go anywhere. So when I got COVID, I'm like, me. A whole me. It's half me. <laughs> half of me caught it and spread it to the rest of the world. I don't go anywhere. I'm very cautious, mask, everything. But I got it. But even though I got it, and they refused me. Therapy, God still healed me. And I'm here standing to the glory of God. Amen? Amen? Friends, we ought to rejoice and give thanks unto the Lord. We ought to celebrate the Lordship of Jesus in our lives. As you can tell, the note, I'm all over the place on the note. Because it's something that is very close and personal. To my heart. Psalm 119. Psalm 119 and verse 68. Psalm 119 and verse 68. He says, You are good. Can you see scripture? Let's look at the scripture. It says, this is talking about God. He says, You are good and do what? I read it out loud now. You are good, only good. Everything God does is good. It may not appear good to you, but if you are a child of God, every workings of God in your life can only produce good. It can only produce good. In the moment, you may not see how it is working out or shaping out. You know, there's a, there's a, a story I've always told. This is the foundation of, for my faith when it comes to finances. I was broke, and I was indebted, and it was like, I mean, they were harassing me left, right, and center many years ago. In fact, what I owed, my whole year's salary could not pay it. What I owed at the time, in fact, it was like three times my annual salary, what I owed. One day, I just went to church, and I had a sermon, unrelated to money. <laughs> That's a funny thing. The sermon had nothing to do with money, but from that word that I had, I received faith. And I went home like it was all done. Prior to that, every night I would break out in sweat. Nightmares. But from that day, freedom. The problem was still there. But freedom. You know the first thing that happened? The following week, somebody came and met me and said, my brother sent me $100 from the U.S. I give it to you. I'm not pastor. Yeah, you think maybe it's because of pastor that they are giving me. No, it's not pastor. I was just a floor member like everybody else. Just gave. That was the beginning. And $100 back then, you know, I think it was like 14000 naira or something. I, I forgot how much. It was a lot of money. It was the beginning of breakthrough for me. I praise the Lord. For the, as I got the money, I paid down the debt. And then... Couple of months later, I got. Somebody say God is good. Couple of months later, I got four times what I needed to pay the rest. Gift. Gift. But the whole thing, the whole thing lasted like maybe three months or four months. Boy, did I lose weight? I lost weight. I lost like 50 pounds during the time because I couldn't eat because I was owing so much money. But that experience, bad as it was then, is a plus for me today. Money, God is able. And if he doesn't provide, then we don't do it. I praise the Lord. I'm not going to break my neck. I know God is good. And that's what I want to leave you with today. I want you to know that the Lord is good and he only does good. You know, everything he does is good. Imagine this. So David, David was anointed king. And from the moment he was anointed king, he was trouble. Well, maybe not immediately. As soon as he was anointed king, shortly after that, you know, he went to the palace and his playing for the king. He's real, living real good life now until the... King started throwing javelin at him, wanted to kill him, and he became a fugitive for about a decade following that. You'll be like, "Ah, where is God? Is it not God that told told them to anoint him? Why didn't God defend him? Why didn't God just make him king and remove the other? He could have done that. But the Bible says that for Saul, God, he became king. God put him there. But for David, the Bible says God raised a king. So through his afflictions, through his troubles, God was building him up. He was raising him up to be that great king that eventually became. The trials and the troubles that you are going through or you have been through is to prepare you for where God is taking you. There's a great place you are going So what I'm saying to you today is rejoice in your trouble, knowing that if God be for us, no one can be against us. I mean, they can try, but God will defend us. Oh, God will defend me in the name of Jesus. Since you didn't receive it, that's why I just switched it to myself. Listen to what David said. Psalm 119, uh, the the same place we read, verse 71, verse 71, David said, uh, the psalmist said, he said, my suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your degrees. Did you see that? It says my suffering. My suffering was good for me. It taught me something. It taught me to pay attention to the decrees, to the word of God. The problem with, the, with believers today is when there is trouble, we run to men. We run to men. So they give us their own counsel. But it says, the purpose of my trouble, Psalm 119 verse 71. Psalm 119 verse 71. He said, he taught me. To pay attention, to pay heed to the decrees of God, to the Word of God. My suffering was good for me. Why? Because it taught me to pay attention to the Word of God. So when you are in trouble, don't run to men. Can you preach that to your labor? Don't run to men. The answer is in the Word of God. It's saying, in my trouble... In my hour of need, during my suffering, I paid more attention to your statutes. I paid attention to the word of the Lord. And that is how he was delivered. May the Lord rise up for you. May the Lord defend you. May the Lord uphold you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I know many of us, we say... The reason I'm going through is because God is punishing me for what I did before. The reason nothing is working out is because God is punishing me for something I did. Listen, if that is true, then where is the blood of Jesus? Where is the sacrifice of Jesus? The Bible tells us very clearly, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says the wages of sin is what? Death. Say it like you mean it. Death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. Hallelujah. You know, when people, when people preach from here and they just focus, the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That's, it's not even a complete sentence. If you look at the verse, it's, the wages of sin is death. What did he say? Comma. 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 <laughs> comma. Comma. <laughs> it puts a comma to it it means we are not done here the wages of sin is death comma but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord hallelujah so I may have sinned but God is merciful I may have not done everything right but God is merciful God is good. The reason things are working out for you is' not because you have done everything perfect, it's because He is perfect. Yes. Watch this. Second Chronicles chapter 30, Second Chronicles chapter 30, verses 18 and 19. It said, most of those who came from Ephraim, Manasseh, Issachar and Zebulon had not purified themselves. But King Hezekiah prayed for them and they were allowed to eat the passover meal anyway even though this was contrary to the requirements of the law for hezekiah said may the lord hallelujah may the lord who is what i said like you mean it now you are not helping me out here may the lord who is what good may the lord who is good Pardon those who decide to follow the Lord, the Lord, the God of their ancestors, even though they are not properly cleansed. And when you read verse 20, it says the Lord listened to the prayer of Ezekiah and he healed the people. Friends, do not let the enemy push you to condemnation. The Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation. condemnation. For those who are in Christ Jesus, no condemnation. None whatsoever. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Friends, God is good. God is good. The scripture says everywhere Jesus went, he was doing good. He visited me and he did good to me. I know he has visited you, and he has done good to you. I want you to listen to this. I want you to focus in the rest of the year. Focus on what has worked and give him praise. Does it not interest you that when they came to dedicate the temple, the Bible says, as they offered praises and sacrifices to God, He said the presence of God came down heavily, and no man could stand. They were all slain in the spirit. Your worship has a way of opening doors and giving you breakthrough. Acknowledging what has been done. (laughs) I have a story there, but I will not go there. It will take time. Acknowledging what is done will accelerate what is next. But if you sit on what is done and say we're past that, we're looking for the next thing. It might delay that thing from coming to pass. Uh, But I pray you wouldn't do that in the name of Jesus. Friends, God is good. God is good. The Bible says, James 1, 17, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father, the Father of lights. The one in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Every good thing comes from him. He, whatever he does is good. Even the one that you are going through right now that doesn't feel good, believe me, in the calendar and in the agenda of God, it is good for you. It is good for you. I pray that you will stop resisting God. I pray that you will stop fighting God. I pray that you will settle down. And let God have his way in your life in the name of Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.